Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. This week, we have with us the Easterlies. That's right. I have with me Father Ken Easterly. Hello. I have son Wes Easterly, and the other brother for Wes is Kenny, who has actually been on the show before, uh, mentioned with the Angered episode. He was the drummer for the Angered. Also, Rochambeau, a couple weeks ago, um, he was actually in the studio with us. Thanks for coming back, Kenny. Thanks for coming down. The whole clan. Glad this to be here. Super cool. The whole yeah. fam, damnly. Yeah. Um, just to just to give a couple of little highlights of how this all kind of came about was, um, when I first actually heard of you, Kenny, which, which was years ago now, down here basically, I was stumped by the fact that, that was your name because I had already known of who your dad was through the fact that he was in purgatory and when purgatory came out that's how I was introduced to metal was through that was that was also the time Metallica had gotten started getting big mm -hmm. um Slayer all the thrash was starting to get big and Cleveland kind of had their big four kind of a big five um and it was basically Auburn Records it was Bill Peters and he had signed some of these local bands and at that time they were that was it was a good it was a killer scene man you know um but i had remembered your name through that through that whole thing so when i when i heard that i was like he's not playing with these kids you know what i mean yeah. like he can't be no way and then i got to know kenny a little bit and we were having a conversation and it was um pat i think had actually said hey you know i heard that there's another a third brother or or, or you know i mean a second brother a third Easterly, and he plays drums too. <laughs> so we were talking, I think we were talking with like DJ or one of them guys, and they're like, no, he's fucking really good, you know? He's he's like them, you know? He's he's just another <laughs> great drummer, you know? Imagine that. And I think it was Pat was like, let's get all three of them on and do like a, a, a the whole thing, you know? And, and what the hell, why not? I mean, like, the thing about our show is like, if we're going to do a thing where we're trying to like highlight Cleveland and all that kind of thing, I think you guys, you're the name. I, I, honestly, I think you guys are a big name into what's actually come through here the last 10, 15, 20 years, oh, starting with you. That's flattering. It, it, but it's true. I mean, you can't go ahead and, and tell the yep. story without bringing you guys into this. And you guys are up and coming, and you guys have already got a, a, a nice resume of things that you've already done, and you've still got a whole bunch of stuff left in front of you to do. So that's why I just want to introduce everything and see how this kind of came about. I think this is going to be a really cool conversation. Yes. Um, Stop right there. Let's pull that chair out from the wall. Is it squeaking? Yeah. This yeah, one? We're yeah. Pull the chair out a little bit. Because oh. what happens, it rubs against the back there. and then Yeah, we're going to have to come up with something for that eventually. Yeah, and it starts. And not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Yeah, it gets warm in here, man. <laughs> Don't say that. Good. Oh, that's me. I'm very fidgety. It's all right. Okay, it is what it is. Yeah, man. We'll make it. We'll make <laughs> everything work. But okay. So what I want to talk about first is I want to talk to Ken a little bit about some of the stuff because you were first. Absolutely. Right? We'll go chronological a little bit. We'll go in order. One, um, two, three. So, born in Cleveland. You, are yes. you, are you, you're, so you always been in Cleveland. Yes. Why don't you start? Pick, when did, how, how's the drum thing begin for you? How do, how do, when did you start picking up the drums, and how does that all happen? Uh, my my brother in law played 
And, you know, when he was dating my sister and he bought a drum set over to the house and then he went into the Marines. So I just set up his little Remo drum kit and pretty much destroyed it. <laughs> so you taught yourself, basically? Pretty much, yes. Well, just- I never really took... Uh, lessons so what were you listening to to, to like what's what kind oh of stuff my playing? god this was i mean i was young i mean like jackson five uh elvis presley just you know started on stuff like that and then just you know then converted rather quickly to like led zeppelin rush aerosmith um you know even like artful dodger just all the, you know stuff. So you yeah. got heavier. Get things started getting a little more rocking. And, and and bottom line, if you're going to get better at drums, you start finding the great drummers like Bonham and stuff oh, like that. Oh yeah, yeah. And Bonham was Pert. definitely my favorite for know, sure, huh? I really tried to clone Pert, which I couldn't. You know what I mean? It was like a waste of ten years. <laughs> not, not everybody. <laughs> yeah, not everybody. <laughs> and the same with Bonham, but there's still you know um I don't know. Uh... Well, I guess the thing is, is like the, you can't. You're kind of a part of a thing that happened before there was anything really before it so like there was heavy metal sure but you guys kind of at that point it, it had gone to that next level that that now people don't you know take it for granted it's always it's been 20 some years 30 years almost since that that's over 30 years yes since that's happened but at that time you know there was judas priest there was maiden they were out and stuff yep. and metallica had just come out there you know that yep. stuff was just starting to get popular and you guys kind of Fall, fell into that category of, of, of metal. I mean, that's what it was. It was a harder, faster, heavier yeah. version of yeah. all that. I always, st- always thought if we could have just stuck it out just another, we were together six years, and if we could have just held together maybe another four years, you know what I mean? Yeah. That something could have, you know what I mean, maybe you know, maybe could have escalated a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? well, not, that, not that we did bad, and I'm grateful, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, just to, just to make that next, like, you know, like something like a Slayer. You know, where you're going, anywhere you go, you're gonna you're gonna sell a thousand, two thousand seats, and they did that consistently for so long. Oh yeah, yeah, just, yeah. That's admirable. Well, you guys came out with a killer debut album too. That tied to the tracks thing was it was big in Cleveland. It was huge. Everybody here had oh, that yeah. album, man, and it was a good album. It was solid. Yes, it was. I thought it was kind of almost. Yeah, I mean, it's still. You could tell it's kind of dated, but not terribly. It's no, still. It's, I, you I, can I, still put it on and be like. And you can pull it up off YouTube. It's a, they got it up on YouTube. You can oh, you yeah. can listen to the yeah. whole album on YouTube. That's cool. That's Dude, cool. when I did later, you know, after that split up, and I was a mystic for a few years, and we got to go to Germany, and there was, like, people showing up at the gigs over there with Purgatory albums. Ah, and you were and then, signing those yeah. in, in stores and stuff? Yeah, they were like... Yeah, we had Ed on from... They're into it, big time. Sunless yeah. Sky. He talked yep. a lot about mystic and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, that, that so, so after Purgatory, that's what you did. You joined Mystic. Now that's what I did back at that time. What you did, and this young people need to know this. I feel you know what I mean. We practiced four days a week. That was you know we're gonna get better. We're gonna be good. You know we're gonna right. take we're gonna take over the world. <laughs> right, right, right. That's your attitude. You know you're 20 years old, but you know it's like we did that, and then the purgatory thing. You know kind of dwindled down. We could uh, we could talk about that, but it, there's a lot there. <laughs> and, that time. Uh, and uh, like I like I was saying, uh, I'm getting caught up here. But um, I was like, that was all ending, right? And then Pat and Roy from Mystic, they came and approached me with their tape. And I mean, I had been out of the band like three weeks, and I was honestly, I was looking forward to just not doing nothing for a minute. You know oh, really? I mean? And three weeks later, and they brought me this, and they were. 
you know, and I, I listened to it and I was like, man, I, I, I didn't want to pass on it, you know? Now, did they as give much you- as I didn't want to, as much as I wanted to take a break and set back, and I'm like, fuck it. It was too good gonna, type thing? Yeah. It was like, wow, this is really I good shit. Really, it was just, I liked it. It was, you know. Now, was that was that like the beginning of the plot thickens? Was that was that was what you were, is that how you got um, in, or was that a different demos? That were- yeah, it was the, the first demo. The plot thickens, yeah, that, that came after that, but the- Oh, that's right. There they, was a demo that first. first uh, that's command, right. Commandment. That's right. And that Bill Karecki did that, Mars Studio, which he's did a lot of cool shit. Uh, Mars Studio, yeah, that was that was a big that was a name that yeah. I heard a lot back in them days. Mars yeah, Studio so started on Brook Park Road and then went to Level Five, the one on Detroit. Oh, really? Avenue. That's... He had the big room up there, which Mushroom Head eventually took over, and then now he's out in uh, what the hell's the name of the county? It's out by three hundred three East, uh, Shalersville. Oh, <laughs> that's a good little hike, huh? Yeah, yeah about an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right there, past Waiter Hawkins Place. You know where that mule bedet boy last summer. Where the storm I didn't, down no, that I big oak? A mule better boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, when you're when you go to because uh, because uh, Ed was talking a little bit about Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just brought up Germany and stuff, and that seems to be like that. That must have been pretty wild experience because everybody we've talked to about that. Yes, always brings up Germany as one of the, their their favorite places to go. Yeah, it's it's they do some stuff. Like it should be done. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> still, I bet. I mean, I, from what yeah. I understand, Germany's still like you know they got yeah. Vakken and everything still every every year. That's where you go, man, for the metal. Yep. Um, you still got you still got a lot of memories from the from the Germany stuff. Uh, though. I mean, was that was that? Sure. I mean, we went through castles, went through a whorehouse, and just you know different you know stuff like that. You could drink at sixteen over there. You know, that's their legal drinking Right, 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 right. Yeah, so it's a little better at that time. They're not hard on you out in public as long as you're not being stupid. Have you been able to go back since? Uh, I was only there twice. Two times ever. Mm-hmm. And both times you were you were playing when you went over there? Yeah, well, the one time was to record. That's where we oh, did that's the, right. That's right. We did the plot seconds, and then the second time was a tour, which we toured with uh, Paul DeAnne uh Battle Zone. That's, what, that's right. Which was, uh, it was enjoyable. I, I actually liked I like him more than Dickinson. I do. That's just my preference. The original, you know, Dickinson's awesome, but I just don't care for the vibrato. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's personal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better yeah. is an opinion. So well, well, Hatrix had kind of a vibrato thing when he sang, though. He was I think he, he was, had a little more of a scream. Of, yeah, he was a scream. <laughs> <laughs> he was a screamer. Pterodactyl. So 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 after. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff knows I love him. I can yeah. say whatever I want to. Well, so so let me ask you a little bit about that. So then, after after Mystic, well, was it? It was after Mystic when Mushroom had formed, right? So Mushroom had formed after Mystic. With, it was it, yeah. It was kind of actually almost like during, like simultaneously. Mystic, we were like right down the hall when that whole thing started in the old level five on Detroit Avenue. Did you know the Sakulas and all them guys too, like yes. Brian and yeah, John, John and all them guys? John and Brian knew. For, so that, you know, that's that's ever Joe was in Mystic. Calvin dropped out right before we signed. You know who was in Chemical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Red haired fella, but uh, he dropped out right before you know the band got signed to that massacre deal and was able to go to Germany, and uh, you know, and I was able to get a hold of Joe, and we had something to offer him. You know, so he, you know, he came on board, and then they started Mushroom Head right after that, which everybody when Mushroom Head started. Everybody was, you know, that was like Mushroom Head was their second band. Yeah, 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 right. You know, so, so that, there was that, was, like, that of, was like a bunch of dudes who get together from all the other bands, yeah, form yeah, this thing, and then it, had Joe it becomes and he, bigger than all the other bands. Yeah, Joe, we were right, like I said, we were the first room from that 
where their studio was, where the first room to the right. And so, you know, Joe was in with us at the time, which Kilcoin was the original bass player from Mushroom Head when they started, and then his brother took over. Right, right, right. I don't know, you know, sometimes that guy, he's just, you know, do something for a year or two and just, eh. Move on? Yeah. You know, and and it didn't matter that, you know, what was going on. He just didn't feel it no more, which is good. You follow your heart, not, you know what I mean, not your pocketbook. Let me me ask you something. Back in them days, it seems like there was a lot of that going on where it was was more of a, a pool of musicians. Like this big pool that all kind of knew each other and everybody kind of got along. And then factions of bands would form and then new bands would form and then things. And it was like, it was interchangeable. Yes. Now let me ask you guys a question. Today, do you feel like that's still kind of in place? Do you feel like there's a giant pool of musicians? Because it's not, it wasn't unlimited back then. There was a limit. There was a certain group of dudes who were doing all this and, and, do you feel like that's still kind of in play now? Do you guys feel like you could st- you could say that that happens more, like where there's a large group of musicians and and th- this kind of faction of bands and stuff, like a revolving door kind of? Yeah, where the, you know, like for bands are forming and unforming and 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 you know that's what, Yeah, is is it? Do you feel that, or do you think it's not as much like that? Uh, yeah, I think it's still there, or at least from like what I've experienced, it's like a. Uh, just like big community of people, and usually every everybody's pretty cool with cool, each other. Cool with each other, and people promotional. Are, yeah, and people are supportive and uh, playing in each other's bands and all that stuff. You know, so I don't know. I guess you know I wasn't around back then, but I feel like it's probably similar. I think it like like what you're talking about is is true, and it, and I and it's I feel like I almost watched it turn into that because we started about '84. And it wasn't like, that camaraderie wasn't there. It's kind of like, you know, that scene was coming up and it developed out of that scene. Yeah. Because in the beginning stages of it, you know what I mean? You couldn't be in two bands. You didn't do that. You're you're devoted to one band. Right. And, and you know what I mean? And And then little by little. You don't say another band's better than you. You know what I mean? There was none of that going on. You know, and I also wonder too, because it it also, at that time, there was these, these guys, you included the level of musicianship had had skyrocketed. Right. Also, you know, um, Terror was the, was the band that came out. That was the Sekulas. Craig yep. Martini played in Terror. Terror. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, I mean, these guys are the, some of the most elite of the musicians. That was the scene that they were all in in the beginning, especially back then in the late '80s and stuff like that, and early '90s when this was all happening, and. So, yeah, you guys, all of a sudden, you guys start meeting each other. You're like, wow, this fucker can play. You know yeah, what I mean? John, John Sekulin, bless his soul, um, he he tried out for Mystic, you know, before Mushroom Head was big. And, and it was like, when I remember back on, he had this Marshall, and he's playing, and he's, but his, his amp is just, and it was just like, and I'm like, fuck this guy, dude. <laughs> I, can't, I can't deal with that. <laughs> you know yeah, well, I mean, hey, it's, that's that's part of growing up, man. You know, when this is when this is coming out, when you guys are first coming out, do you feel like you're starting something though? Did you guys feel that way? I mean, like, I because I, I felt that way. I felt like at that time that it was a new scene that was starting to emerge. Did you guys kind of feel that way, or did you guys just was it just like a ride that you were on and you were just? I I think it was more like a ride. I didn't really feel like that 
like that new thing, you know what I mean? Because the rock thing had, you know, had been already going from the 60s and 70s, and now we're in the 80s, right? you know? But I did feel that that, that commercial music in the 80s was really piss poor, and that <laughs> yeah. made it easy for us. Yeah, 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 right, you that's know? true. But it, it was like, you know, it, it, was a, it was a great time to come up in. Sometimes, I, you know, with, with these two, you know, and, and it was like back at that time, you could play on a Wednesday night and 150 people were going to be there. Yeah, right. It, it was lot, it was different. Were. Yeah, yeah, it was different. It was a huge you know, live scene. It was, a, it was, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was, like I said, it was a great time to, to grow up and, and experience. Definitely. So, so when you guys, what, how, at what point do you guys realize yeah. who your dad is? Like, how, how, like, like, I mean, Obviously, your dad's not Neil Peart, right? I mean, I'm not saying that, but he was, but he yeah. was, he was a, 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 a pronounced, and people knew who he was, and the bands that he was in were big in Cleveland. So at some point, you guys find out, you know, my dad played in these bands. Da da da. You guys are probably pretty pretty young at the time, right? When you guys are realizing all this. Yeah, glad um, my dad don't suck. <laughs> my dad don't suck. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I started playing when I was like ten, and. Uh, so it was probably around then that I started was paying more attention and realized like, oh, my dad's kind of a badass. <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know. Well, I mean, uh, kind of, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. Um, so yeah, I it's probably around then I started learning more about the shit you had done and um, purgatory and all all that stuff. The and, history. You know, I but, guess. but I mean, so it's not a coincidence you guys play drums, right? I mean, I, would you say that's true? It's not. It's it's not as if the fact that your father played drums definitely had has to have some kind of an influence on why you picked up the drums, right? Am I would that be? Yeah, a safe yeah. assumption. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then you guys both excel at it. So let me just give you an example. So I had I hadn't heard of you, Wes. I mm-hmm. I, like I said I I heard of of your your brother and your dad, mm-hmm. and when and um. When I the, the way I heard of you was, oh, you, what about Wes? You know, and I was like, Wes, who's Wes? He's like, oh, that's that's Kenny's brother, and, and I'm like, oh, is he good too? And they're like, oh, he's badass, <laughs> you know, like, and so it was it was just clear to me that you guys are all badass, you know, and I mean, it's that, and and it wasn't just like so, and to become badass, you you have a drive to become badass. People, you know, people that excel at the drums practice their asses off to get to that point. You know, you have to. What what motivates you to become a badass? You know, both you guys. I mean, like, I mean, like, seriously, you guys. I, I haven't seen you play. I actually, I did. I did watch it. I did watch a video of you play, and I've seen Kenny play. And I'm telling you, you guys fucking are badasses. How do you get there? How do you? How do you? Why? Why? It's more 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 of so not how, but why? Uh, what, what what pushes you to become that? I think Kenny pushed him. See, you know, he decided he was going to play drums, and it's like he had. You know that that was to sit and watch his brother play and know how good he was. It was like, and then decided to do that. You know what I mean? I think that's a drive right there. You gotta, you gotta be as kind of like the shoes, the shoes to fill, kind of thing. You know. So you're the older brother, Kenny. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I remember uh, before I started playing. You know, I became aware that they were really good at playing the drums. You know. Yeah. And then. Uh, eventually i did start getting more into music and then i started tapping around on you know their drums that were set up at the house probably without asking just going that's how he learned (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know uh, i don't know and it it is just a 
like in art, you know, you want to just get better at it. It's just fun. Um, you want to play the best you can play and like give people a good show, I guess, when you play live, you know. So you just don't want to be disappointing. Um, you don't want to suck. Right, you don't want you you want you want to, you just want to make sure that when you yeah, go out there, you, you can you hold wanna, your own and do your do. You wanna, yeah, you want to be proud after right. you you play, you know, um, and like your ability to play, I guess. Um, Is there a big age gap between you two? Eight years. Oh, it's, it's eight, eight years, eight and a half, or something like that. Mm-hmm. We have a daughter yeah. in the middle. Oh, and a girl too. Um, she plays drums too. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> she she doesn't. Uh, People are always asking her. Yeah, like, well, it's obvious, her right? Of course, about that. But uh, she does. I've seen her just mess around. Like she'll sometimes sit down on the drums, just playing along to a song. We're out hanging out, drinking and stuff. Yeah. Can she? Can she do? It? Can she, she hold does, a beat? She, she can hold have, four on the floor. She's, no. <laughs> she's got natural rhythm. She really does. So I mean, she she could. She still could if she wanted. She to, did play music know. in school and stuff. She did like violin and piano. Mm-hmm. Which was weird, the violin, it wasn't like the squeaks, it was like she's like... She was really like playing natural, it. Like right out the gate, you know what I mean? It just sounded like like it's supposed to, not nothing virtual or nothing, but... Uh, I heard what you're saying, because a lot of kids can... Yeah, you know, yeah you've heard some kids play... You know, none of that and, going on, but... Yeah. Um, Wesley's also does engineering, too. He's produced a lot of music. Oh, really? You started he's, doing... You got um, into that also? He's got the yeah. gear. Yeah, I got into messing around with audio stuff, uh probably around when I was 15 and uh, it was just, it's always just been a hobby thing for fun. Um, I don't really feel like I, I excel at it <laughs> really, but it's, it's a, it's just fun to do. So and, you just uh, got the programs at home and stuff to, to yeah, record I, with? I do. At He's this, good at, at this it. point I got, I do have a pretty solid setup, you know, for a home studio and it's always just been nice to have that stuff around playing in bands and we can just record ourselves. And Right, especially since you're the drummer. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to have everything set up at the drummer's house. There's mm-hmm. a lot less setup involved each time. Yeah, and... Uh, you did a couple of Kenny's uh, CDs. I mean, they sound good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Toro, Toro Blanco. 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 He, did the, he did the first album the whole way through from mixing and all that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and that kind of stemmed too also from we would have some like live sound equipment laying around at the house and uh i don't know it was some of your stuff i think and i would just i was just like grabbing microphones i could find and messing around with that stuff you know and then uh long story short eventually one day this one buddy these buddies i was playing with um they're, uh, sorry if I sound a little weird sometimes. I have aligners on my teeth. <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> um, my buddy's mom bought this eight track mixer that was really good. And uh, uh, nobody wanted to figure out how to use it. And eventually I did. And then that's just kind of really when I actually <laughs> took interest in it as a hobby, you know. So but, you guys, do you have a lot of stuff that's laying around though in this studio? I mean, do you have guitars, basses, everything represented? Could could anybody just show up and and play something? I mean, basically. Yeah, yeah. At, at this point, yeah, have a decent amount of stuff. You know, a couple of drum kits and uh, just yeah, all sorts of. Stuff it was it was around. like that. <laughs> it was like that growing up too. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. at the house we had yeah. we had the spot out back with everything in it. You know, full PA set up, all the amps and everything. Mm-hmm. Two two drum kits at least at any point. <laughs> um, what I want to talk about is the fact that you guys are three drummers. Um, 
you guys, there's a house in Medina that you guys reside in. Used to, at least, all of you guys. And I'm wondering what that would be like for the neighbors to have three drummers living by them. Like, I would think, and, and you're just describing, it's not just the drums that you guys have, but you guys have the full band set up, basically. Um, mm. Dirt bikes. Dirt bikes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so it's, like noise, it's like noise palettes, basically, right? <laughs> you guys can create a lot of noise from there if you want to. That's we, we've been there 27 years. We're on our fifth neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's how you judge the situation. How many neighbors have you gone through? Yeah. One of them was really cool. He just had his own house built. That's why he moved. Oh. I wish he would have stayed there. He was he was the good one. So that's so it is so it is like that. That's that's the situation that you're in. Where John and Sheila. Yep. That was the good one. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that does happen though. You guys you guys make a lot of noise at times, and then sometimes it causes problems with some of the neighbors. But but you guys are out there in Medina in the township basically. So. There's no noise ordinances, and you, yes. it's not as if like it's not like in the city where nine o'clock cops could show up, shut you down, the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Sometimes <laughs> they kind of talk like they can, but they never have, so I don't know. They like, oh, good, you know, I could write you a ticket. You just don't get shitty with them. Just, they just they just have just, to come out and check it out because somebody calls. Yeah, but just talk <laughs> normal to them, and you know. Well, not just the drums, but the guys. Let's just say you guys have some people out there and stuff. Does, does you guys ever have a situation where you're like, That's you hey, thing. you play guitar, you play bass. I mean, I know you know how to play bass and stuff, too. And how about you? Do you know how to play other instruments besides the drum? Or, or is no. You, a little uh, bit. Yeah, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't say so. It's really just drums. So, yeah, but but you guys know guitar players probably come out there and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Do you guys just ever assemble and just like at any time just fire it up and yes. start jamming? Oh, yeah. it's the rehearsal spot. And do you still sit down and still jam with these guys and still playing and still, still hell yeah, still kicking a little bit, you yeah. know. And I play, you know, some cover stuff and you know, and that's different, you know. Original, a lot of people I don't think understand, you know. what I mean, people that listen to copy music and people that listen to original music, it's two different things, you know. Copy people I don't really care for, but it, but I always liked it for. You know, keep my chops up because I won't sit down and practice. Yeah. yeah. We were just talking about the situation uh, with one of the bands earlier in the season where we were talking about the difference between the cover band and the and the band who writes their own music is, you know, when you're doing a lot of cover songs, it's tricky because you're not playing your own stuff. You're playing mm-hmm. other people's music, and sometimes you got to go outside your box in order to... to I was just going to say that, yeah, it takes you outside your box, makes you play s- stuff you wouldn't normally play, like technique and stuff. It can teach you other things it's, and you can carry that over into your original music exactly better player it's how you progress i mean it, learning other people's music is basically how you you're going to progress along absolutely if, if you don't have a, a, a higher pinnacle to to shoot for how do you get better you know what i mean and there's there's always a better drummer than you right always somebody there's oh. always somebody out there who's going to be better that you can strive to learn from and there's always and something else to learn out there you're all never, the time done yeah, that's that's fact. You know, I, I, Neil Pert used to say it all the time. He was never happy with things, and da da And you watch that guy, you're like, "What the hell else is there to yeah, do? What's left? <laughs> <laughs> what haven't you done?" <laughs> you know, Hate Hatebreed had an album that was called "Satisfaction Is the Death of Desire," and that always stuck with me. Just that whole friend, just like, that. Yeah, it's true. Like how you're saying, you know, Neil Pert was never satisfied, and it's like if he was, he wouldn't have been as great well, a player. I think all the greatest. You hear the same story. That's that's that. That's that's it. It's the, it's the, you're never satisfied. You're never complacent. You're never you're never sit down and 
pat yourself on the back. You're always like, oh, I got to, oh, this, I just saw this fucking guy now do that. Now I got to fucking, I got to be better now because I didn't, you know, <laughs> like, right? I mean, isn't that what happens? Like, you guys are going out and seeing a lot of bands also, right? I mean, you guys don't just, you guys see other bands play and stuff. You sit yes. down, you see somebody do something, or you see something, you're like, shit. I don't yeah. know. Now I got to yeah. use something else I got to figure out. Now. Yeah. I got Art's like, else. that's fucking cool. I want to do that. <laughs> well, and, and yeah. you know, speaking of that, so when 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 you were playing drums with, with back with Purgatory and Mystic Days, that was a little bit before the double bass thing became really. It was just coming on. Yes, it was just starting, and and these guys. I haven't seen you play double basses, but I know that I've seen you know, <laughs> fucking unbelievable how fast you can do the double bass thing and, and perfect. You know, like keep it that's, up. That's feet. That's hands. Is that what it is? <laughs> Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I don't play double kick. Um, I just play single pedal. Yeah, well, you you and and the band that you're with you're messing with now, if if I'm not mistaken, that is the Ola Mesa. Yeah, is that, that one of them? Yeah, that that's one of them. Yeah. I was just jamming that last night, and that is some cool shit. That's very jazzy, very. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. like what you're doing in there is very cool because you're doing a lot of offbeats, a lot of time weird times and weird things that are going on in that stuff. Yeah, but you're keeping it right on there, man. It's like boom, perfect. Mm -hmm. So I was. That's why I said you're a badass. <laughs> you know, you don't have to go 100 mile an hour always to be a badass drummer. There's right. plenty of drummers out there who aren't, yeah. that are great. And mm -hmm. and what I what I heard, and I didn't see you play that, but I was listening to it, and it was it was damn good shit. <laughs> um, but but so when it when it, when it came time for the metal thing though, when them double basses came out, you don't play double basses. Did you start fucking with that when 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 it started? Did you did you get into like? There wasn't a lot of it. There wasn't a lot of that stuff. At I had time. I had double bass set up for like when I soon as I like got into pert. You know what I mean? He had two bass drums, so I had to have two. Oh, so it was more of a visual so, at the time. First, you know, at first was, you got it. No, nah, the there was like you know, it wasn't so much the do 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 do, but it was a rah rah, you know, in between the you know in the pe in, right, right, in right, between right. the beats instead of do 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 ba do do do, do ba. Yeah. When you one foot I mean? was just too fast for one foot, you would use you'd have right. that second you're bass. You're still to doing help. that same thing, but you're throwing a left one in there. With it, so now you you know you're adding another you're adding another beat, and I just thought it sounded really cool. Yeah. So so really, you guys are three different. I mean, like I yes. guess what I'm getting at here, really overall, oh, yeah. is you guys are all badasses, but you're really not the same. Not. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, you're just not. You you played a more traditional rock, but but like I said, at the time things were were elevated. But you were a traditional hard rock drummer, yes. bottom style type thing, more yes. or less. You're you were more like Vinnie Paul and and, and yep. stuff like that, where they're you know the double basses are prominent and stuff, and you're playing a much more jazzier kind of fucking smooth style of fucking drum. I don't even know. I don't even know what exactly to say because it sounds like a fusion. <laughs> it's like a fusion thing, right? I mean, what yeah, you I'm not even sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's cool though, man. It was yeah. super cool stuff, man. I love. I just it. I just it's play. Fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, we've we've been playing together for a bit, and they're just like good guys. We're all really good friends and. It's just a fun thing. It's it's mainly instrumental stuff. And you're just recording everything at your place, and that's how is that where the recordings are all coming yeah, out? Yeah, we have done all the recordings ourselves. Is um, it a jam band type thing too? Do you guys do a lot of improv, you know, improv type stuff, and then just record it and be like, oh, that's uh, fun. not not totally like that. But uh, when we play live, there is like we end up throwing a decent amount of improv in at parts, and I do. You know, I can't help but just like mess around <laughs> sometimes i'm trying to do less of that <laughs> but uh 
yeah, you know, five I, minute five minute song with a fifteen minute middle section of just solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's it's, it's <clears throat> something crazy, but uh, yeah. Um, are you? Is that the only thing you're doing right now, though? Is the Ola Mesa thing, or are you? I, I play in another band called uh, Sister Sandy, and that's kind of like an alternative rock kind of punky thing. I don't really know how to describe it. It's nothing like out of this world, but I don't really know exactly how to label it. But it's more songwriter. Uh, you know, every song has lyrics and right. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's one thing I noticed about the other band is that that's a, that's basically instrumental stuff, right? That yeah. Mm-hmm. And the one guy, the main guy in Sister Sandy is also in Ola Mesa. Oh, okay. <laughs> Him and I have played together for like probably 14 years now, 13 years. And I, one thing I, I want to talk, talk about with you was you were also in a band named McCafferty. Yeah. And that, and that was, you were in that band for like six years. Seven years, yeah. summer and there, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I was involved with it uh, from the beginning. It really started as a production thing. Um, the main guy in the band, him and I met over playing video games we met over xbox party chat and then uh i just started recording his stuff you know it was acoustic stuff and uh eventually yeah it turned into a band um my buddy evan who i play with uh now in sister sandy he was actually the first person to join the band he joined as the drummer and it's like, like a complicated history the lineups changed around a bit my buddy chris who was in both Ola Mesa and Sister Sandy. He was in McCafferty. He played bass. Um, so this is kind of like, this This is kind of like what we were just talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah, where, evolving door. Yeah, you have like a, a pool of people, and, that, mm-hmm. and then all these things just keep forming and unforming, and now this guy's in, now yeah. this guy's out, now this guy's in, and that kind of thing, right? I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, We've so we've we've all played together for, for a while, and just... Uh, yeah, eventually McCafferty became a, a you know professional thing, semi-professional thing. Like 2016 was when we like turned it up a notch and we like really started promoting it we heavily. Were gonna, we were gonna go for it, and you know we were getting label support. We had a really good manager, really good booking agent, um, and you know we were putting off work and stuff to like be able to practice and play shows, but. Uh, yeah, it just, you know, it inevitably, we broke up, like, the very beginning of 2020. Tell them, tell them how it started with the with the music in the background for the video that went viral. I mean, that was a big push, um, I thought. What's, uh, what, what, what are you talking about? Didn't you guys have a song, Cafferty, and it uh. was like a video with, with a... With a well, like for video games type thing, is that you're saying? No, no, it was an actual. Wasn't it like a girl with the, a dog, and then the uh, music was in the background? I think what you're talking of that about video is, uh, and the video went viral. There was there so, was a song oh, over the. I see what you're this saying. was like a couple of years ago now, but there was a song uh, that went viral. It went pretty viral on TikTok, and TikTok's been doing a lot for like promoting artists and stuff, you know. Yeah. But there was a song that went pretty viral and it brought in a lot of attention so we were getting a lot of traffic on spotify and the streaming services but we were already we were already doing pretty well numbers wise before that but then kind of just got lucky and boosted it it yeah it it brought in a lot of traffic sometimes it just takes that one viral video or one viral thing and it just absolutely can just change the whole entire 
think yeah. even if you are on the upswing, you know, like you said, you were you were on the up. Yeah, but that just like I never like a know. It, it yeah. was crazy. Yeah, uh, we we the band's definitely done a lot more numbers wise than you know we ever would have <laughs> imagined. It's like uh, it's kind of crazy, but uh, you know, and that that song that went viral was recorded in 2014, oh. and uh, even at that time, my buddy Evan played drums on it. My buddy Chris played bass, and I produced the album, and. Uh, you know, it just, yeah, it was an old song, and six years later it went. Yeah, it took that <laughs> it long. Five years, whatever. It, it, yeah, it ended up going viral, um, which, you know, it, it definitely brought in traffic and <laughs> helped brought in more money. I mean, getting more streams, you know. Was but, it was uh, the band doing okay that way financially? I mean, were you guys? Yeah, so when we when we agreed to do a, do it professionally or semi-professionally we just finalized the lineup and uh we we were doing okay when we started you know we were making a bit of money and then we started making you know we made a bit more money the next year then we, we were making more money the next more year. gigging was you, you doing this a lot of this from gigging or were you getting um there was there was money coming in a decent amount of money coming in from royalties because the uh, a lot of the material that was people were listening to was never signed away to a label, so there was no like middleman, and we were just getting oh we were just getting the, all of it the straight money you know which was pure indie which helped you're just pure yeah, indie, yeah, indie, yeah, indie, independent indie band you know but uh, we had planned to do a lot of touring you know we were supposed to probably be doing like a hundred at least a hundred shows a year um, so nothing crazy but. Um, you know, we were well, we were doing okay playing shows. We were making decent money yeah. for sure, um, and we had a really good agent and manager, so we were getting good tour offers. You know, we'd just get the opening slot for a way bigger band. We we'd get a couple hundred bucks for playing, and then we would, but we would get to play to a lot of people, right. and we would sell our merch. And yeah, that's where the money's at now, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. we were we were doing okay. We didn't we ended up not playing nearly as much as I wish we would have, but. You know, we played around the country a bit, and uh, but yeah, unfortunately, it just you know it didn't work out. But if we would have stayed together, you know, yeah, we we would be doing we'd be. Doing so good. is the band itself gone now? It broke up completely. It's just they're not they're not any longer. Um, or well, yeah, it broke up. But the the main guy he um, he's continued doing some stuff and putting some some music out. You know, so it's not it's it's not necessarily over but the original you know yeah right the, the what, version what? of the band and the professional version of the band the part that took done, the, the part that was taken off yeah and, and you know unfortunately the band's reputation was tarnished and there's just not really any respect there in the scene people don't want to work with the name oh people yeah you know so, so not, not only is it over but it's it's been dragged through the whole yeah it has yeah so as far as real quick, one more thing. Uh, as far as Ola Mesa goes, are you guys playing out? I mean, you guys are you guys are getting gigs somewhere, and where where can people like see you if they? Um, yeah, we're starting to get back into playing a bit more. Um, and you know, the past couple of years with COVID and stuff, right? We there wasn't much going on, but uh, we're actually playing. We'll be playing next weekend Sunday at Mahal's in Lakewood. Oh, really? Both Mesa? bands will actually Ola Mesa and Sister Sandy. Oh, you're doing a are you doing a double mm -hmm. double duty? We're doing a little weekender run, so Friday we'll go to Rochester, Saturday we'll go to Buffalo, and then we'll come home Sunday and play at Mahal's. And yeah, it's going to be a double 
double duty. Do you do that often? I mean, is that is that, is that something you guys do often? Where you guys are playing uh, that many doing? The, I mean, is that are you guys playing out a lot? I mean, is that not at the moment? But we're tr- we're trying to you know just play here and there, and everyone's kind of got stuff going on, work and stuff. But yeah, we we play whenever we can. But it's it's nothing. Uh, it's nothing serious. So right that now, serious, yeah. so right now, you're in the process of kind of like building stuff again you're kind of at a point where especially coming out this pandemic everybody kind of has to start over again a little bit it does does, yeah it does feel like that yeah it's like it's there i wasn't doing much the past couple years i haven't really done well it just stopped everybody's momentum dude you know any momentum you had going into that pandemic is just gone it just you know totally changed the approach totally man and And then for a while everybody was doing videos and stuff down because they're not even gonna try to move on with the technology they're just yeah different yeah 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 it's just it's it's it just it just put the kibosh on a lot of stuff man it just it just literally um and and the startup isn't as quick isn't as fast as we thought it would go either i mean it's it's happening the scene's happening right now you can go anywhere at any time and go watch bands live yes. again yeah thank they're, god they're, we're they're there. coming back their yeah. show's yeah. coming back and it's it's definitely coming around again, but like you said, it takes time and and it's just trying to get the crowds back again. You know, you might you you do so much to build your crowd up, and now, like you said, it's almost like you got to kind of start over again and and kind of get these people back and stuff. A lot some people don't even go out anymore. Yeah, it's just weird. It it really uh you know it was yeah just like a depression. Yeah, it's like well you know <laughs> especially I, musically you know it it really messed a lot of things up. A lot of venues were closing people didn't have work like people who tour um crew members yeah uh, tour managers they couldn't well you got you got to make money you got to do stuff and you can't yeah. you yeah. know you couldn't do anything mm-hmm. all right and kenny i want to, a little bit about you you got because you've been in a number of bands and and then you seem like you're also like the gun for hire kind of guy too and a lot of projects and stuff the angered was one of them right i mean yep. you play drums on that album but you weren't the drummer of the anger. Basically, you just played drums on that. You made you, you told me I'll do drums for you on this one. And and there's a few things you've done like that, right? I mean, Crip mm-hmm. Kicker. Was that was that was that a one and done yeah, or did that you? That was a hired gun. I think it turned into a few. It was supposed to be a one. You know what I mean? Which was it was cool. It was a good a good relationship. You well, know that band I mean? that band actually was was getting tra- tra- traction too because I I remember getting a Crip Kicker CD. No, I don't yeah. remember where I was at, yeah, but they, I someone. They came out like early on with with mushroom head and stuff back in the old Peabody's, uh, on old when it was on Old River Road, you know, in the flats. Oh yeah, and yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what so, a coincidence! But uh, yeah, I've quite played played in quite a lot of projects. Yeah, you were in um, bands and stuff. You were in uh, the, Pantera, projects, the Pantera cover band. Um, <laughs> Vulgar display. Vulgar display. I could not think of vulgar display. Yeah, yeah. and they were huge at, the, at one point. That was a, that was fun. I had a lot of fun doing that. What happened with that? How, did, how come that doesn't? I, I would think you could you could ride out a Pantera band tribute band for um the the one guy in the band he was uh, he started going back to school oh. and between work and school it was just a lot you know for him uh, so we just it just kind of slowed down. I guess in lost momentum. When it comes to these like tribute bands like that, is it is it hard to find dudes to like fill these spots for a tribute band to to, to really pull off? You know what? Um, I can't I can't 
answered that wholeheartedly because that's the only tribute band I ever played in that I had experience with. Right. <clears throat> but the guitar player, Alan Marcus, looked like Dimebag. He oh. had the same hair. You know, he had the... Like the green khaki shorts. Yeah, he wore the shorts all the time on stage. With the chucks. He had the identical guitars. I mean, it was just... Amazing. He played right? the part to a T. No kidding. And and uh, and then myself growing up with Vinnie Paul being like my idol as a kid. You know, obviously, first and foremost, it was my dad because he got me into playing drums, you know, but... He handed me the Vulgar Display of Power album. I think I was in, like, first grade, you know, and then that was Smart. it. Smart. From there, like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that dude was my favorite. Yeah. Is that, was that, when, when Vulgar came out, was that, like, one of your favorite albums when it came out? Uh, yes. Wasn't that the, wasn't that the, that was the saving, I always say that we album were, saved we metal, man. In, that was the, we were actually in Germany, when I think, when that came out. It was around 90, 91. Yeah, it was early 90s. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't remember dates perfectly, but that had came out, and the Allison Chains "Man in the Box" and the and, first one. And Roy was like, and leaning Allison Chains way. That was a guitar player, and Kilcoin was the bass player. He was vulgar display, and I was like, yeah, I don't think I like vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and not that I don't like change, but you know what I mean. It's just, yeah, two different things. Well, vulgar was a. That was one of them albums that I think I, I can put it on and listen to the whole thing all the time, all anytime. Yeah. It changed me, like like in the eighties, it was Master of Puppets, and then that was the album that that got its claws into me. And then in the nineties, when metal seemed like it was on its way out a little bit, and and the hair metal was dying out, and all the grunge was starting, and Pantera just carried the flag, man, like nobody else. And when you'd go see Pantera live in them days, there was nobody like Pantera live. I yep. to, I don't think I. I don't think there was in metal ever before or after them live like them. I did get to see them probably five times somewhere around That's there. great. That's probably how many times I saw them, five or six times. Mm-hmm. And and it was later on, though. I didn't get to crazy. see them until they – I think my first show I saw them was when they came out with Trend Kill. Yeah, that was great stuff. But he was already he was already messing with the yeah, heroin, and he was Phil, already on – Phil was, Phil was on his way down. <laughs> yeah, Phil was on his way down, but – Man, dude, he's still going though. I know he's the one. He's the of all the motherfuckers that made it through all that stuff. He did. Yeah, him and Rex. But I mean, Rex was always the quiet one in the background. Phil was yeah. the one that you would think would never have made John it. Paul Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rex. Yeah, yeah, he was like the John Paul Jones of yeah, the band. What the f- what the fuck? Like <laughs> Phil would be the first one you would expect that was going to die but first. That's what I mean. You know? I mean, and then the two the two greatest. Go yeah. out on accidental. <laughs> totally bizarre. What the fuck? Yeah, neither one of them OD'd or went out rock star like, you know, like they both went out yeah. bizarre ways, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, How about you, Wes? What's your, what are your, some of your influences stuff? We haven't really touched on, like, what does Wes listen to? Like, what? A, <laughs> seriously, I mean, like, um, you're definitely more of an alternative minded. I, I, I think, you know, what we're hearing here is hard rock, Zeppelin, metal, metal. You're, you're, you seem to have gone in a little different direction. Definitely. It's, uh, yeah. I, Maybe it's that eight years gap. That, that, yeah. <laughs> that has something to do with it. I, uh, I really listen to pretty much anything. Um, but like, lately I've been listening to like a lot of 90s music. Kind of, uh, it just fluctuates. I'll just go. 90s, some, like some like the punky type 90s stuff that was out um, back in the, or 
Uh, grungy stuff or yeah, I like a lot of grungy stuff. I like uh, you went into a Blink One Eighty Two for a minute, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna get there. <laughs> <laughs> Good drum, um, but no, I it's yeah, you know I don't know. I, there, there's a lot of bands I like. I, I'll really listen to anything. You know, I don't I don't really. So do you wait for something to come on, or do you have like a shuffle thing that you'd like to do? Are you a shuffler, or do I, you? I usually uh, lately I've ended up like I'll just get into a band for a bit or a couple bands i'll listen to them for a while or a couple albums or something and then move on to something else and it might just be totally random um but yeah i just i do like everything and uh like when i was younger uh, and started playing with my first group of guys and stuff it was a pr pretty much just pop punk stuff you know we were doing blink 182 stuff which is great for me because it just was a great way to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was easy enough for the other guys to play. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, you know that you know so it was a lot of pop, pop punk for those like early teenage years. Um, then started getting more into some alternative stuff. I had a moment there with my one of my best friends, uh, Kane, who was never we were never in a band together. But he's like a he's a really good guitar player and he's like a blues player. And we would we were jamming a good bit for fun and so he got me more exposed to blues music and playing blues music which was like really just taught me to dial things back and uh, yeah, yeah. it was a good experience and then almost from there I started getting into progressive music and more crazy music and started trying to like get my chops up and stuff you know I remember uh, I it was I think 2015 I came across this band called uh chan and they're like a, just a crazy instrumental band um but i came across this video of them playing live and it was just like unlike anything i had seen and the drummer at the time was probably 16 or 17 and it was just like crazy and i was like shit i really gotta step my game up <laughs> uh, <laughs> right um, that's what we were saying before about when you, you'll you'll watch something else and you'll say oh shit man now yeah. i now i got yeah, I thought I was good type yeah, thing, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And then you're like, I'm not that good, you know, I got a lot more to learn. Yeah, you got to keep your keep yourself in check, you know. I was just talking about this last night with my bandmate and best friend Chris. We were like, you know, when it's all it feels good to get compliments and when people are like, you know, you're you're really good, blah blah blah, you know. Um you always appreciate it, but it's like you can't you really can't believe them. Yeah, right. You know, they're your friends. You, you can't take it to heart. You got you got to know where you're at. Yeah, you, that's you know. very important. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I can. Don't I can think you're better than you are. Oh yeah. Yeah, you got to really. Uh, you got You got to understand where what you are and who you are and where you're at yes. all at all times. Yeah. If you get too yeah. if you get too full of yourself. Can, yeah, you know, and you want to be proud of yourself though, and I'm I'm like proud of my ability to play and where I've got to, but I'm still very far from where i wish i was or would like to be you know that's, i've got a long way to go that's the right attitude <laughs> yes a couple more things i want to talk about as far as uh with kenny i wanted to talk a little bit about uh, we've pretty much talked to everybody else about influences and all that stuff and we've kind of hit on that in, in the previous episodes and stuff but what 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 are you know well, as you're coming up through this thing we already talked about vinnie paul and that's really all i wanted there had to be other drummers especially back in the days with when the well, the metal drummer now is huge. So, Nick Menza, M Mustang, uh, uh, yep. Megadeth, yep, Dave Lombardo. Um, that was like the three bands I was listening to as a kid. You know, it was Pantera, Slayer, Megadeth. <laughs> um, 
What about Benante? Like, um, I wasn't so much of a fan. I mean, he had the double base thing, but wasn't just just didn't grab you. Yeah. And uh, and then shortly after that, it was Mashuga. I think in like '98 or something like that. Yeah. That they, band, that band definitely grabbed a lot of their, people. Uh, man. Destroy, race, improve, and then it was like I followed them religiously after that. I was, I was like, got deep into that. Thomas Hawk, definitely my favorite drummer. Really, uh, going to see them guys actually coming up here in September. Yeah, it's gonna be a great one, man. <laughs> and then there was uh, Animals as Leaders. I've heard of the band. I'd never seen them before. Um, and then I saw them at the House of Blues. They opened for Mashuga. And oh. I was like totally blown away, and that that band is just something crazy, man. It, it almost made Mashuga sound simple. <laughs> they came on after that. I was like, shit. <laughs> that. Well, like, what what would like at this point in your drumming, like, what would you see? What can you see now that you're going to be like, oh shit? Like, what what are people doing nowadays where you're like, Matt Garska, the drummer from Animals as Leaders, he's probably one of the best out there right now. He's in my opinion. And he's this is a newer band, so this is are they, are they up and coming basically? They they've been around for a bit. Have they? Um, yeah. Yeah, they're they're crazy. Matt, I think it was Matt like 2013 crazy. or something, 2012, somewhere around there when I caught on to them. Um But like what actually, like like what do you like when you're when you're describing them like when you're saying like they're crazy and stuff. Like, what are you, can you can you describe it at all? That's is it, like the problem is that you really can't. It's you it's, just don't even like you this, can't even understand what they're doing. It's just so crazy. It's this crazy jazz shit. They got these interesting timings and stuff going on. Oh, but it's it's metal. Like I guess you'd call it like gent, kind of genty style. You know, they're doing eight, nine string guitars, two guitar players. No bass, oh, and uh, no vocals. So it's all it's all instrumental type stuff. Yeah, cool. That's they're definitely worth looking into um, and checking out. They're they're uh, really interesting, really good. No kidding. Yeah. What else? What else? Any other, any other bands? Any other drummers? Lombardo, obviously, like Chad, you said, Chad Smith. Oh, cool. That's cool. Chili Peppers was. Uh, yeah, I didn't really get like into the chili peppers at, at a young age but in like the last 10 years it started really catching on and uh it's like the damn how do i get my snare to sound like that <laughs> <laughs> well isn't that how isn't that how the drums kind of are though is because there's so much there's so much to be playing the drums that you can pick out this thing from this guy and you can take this thing from this guy and you know bottom has always been synonymous with his sounds you know how his drum set sounded i mean People always back in them days would talk about that was the sound that everybody wanted. I think that. a lot of the times what gets overlooked is that besides the sound, it's the attack. Yeah, because bottom hit the them drummer. drums. Yeah, right. You how know, how I mean, he's it's where you're hitting it and how you're hitting it. The mechanics of what you're actually yes, doing makes a difference. You know, just because you can play that same drum set and it ain't going to sound like that. Yeah, because it's it like is the like copy that. band thing. It is like that, right? Like you know, like. Uh, when you you know you, I'm sure you guys have seen Neil Pert play drums live because oh, yeah. there's so yeah. much rush out there, and and when you see guys like Pert, you see like the best drummers, Danny Carey, right? He's another one. Like when you look at their drum heads, there's like a spot, like like it's this big on the drum head, that that hit that stick hits every single time. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, Consistent. And, yeah, and and you know I don't know if people realize that, but you know where you hit the drum makes a different sound, yep. and and you know there's. 
like, and that's part of playing the drums. It's not just about hitting this time at this time or doing that. It's hitting this time, this light, this Dy- heavy dynamics. Th- yeah, and there's that's and and when you guys are watching and listening to other drummers, that's what you guys are hearing, right? Like oh, you yeah. guys are hearing all that kind of stuff. You're like, oh, he just did that right there. Where if someone doesn't play the drums, would not even know what the hell you're even talking about. There's so know. much going on, and you and you just. You're looking at the drummer, and you're just watching what the fuck he's doing, and and then you're like, man, I can't just watch this drummer. I got to check out the guitar player, and that lasts about not even twenty seconds, and you're just right back to the drummer. <laughs> what what about uh, gear? What kind of gear do you guys play? Are you guys are you guys big on that? You guys have like are you guys like this is what you play on. Some guys are. I'm not. I mean, uh, DWs sound good. I think they're some of the better sounding drums I've heard. I don't have a set, but I do. <laughs> you got DWs? Yeah, I do have a, a set of DWs, and uh, those are just like maple shell. And then I've got another set that I'm mainly playing right now, which is a mahogany. Um, it's almost like an old school sounding kit. It's very like dry. And then the DWs are like modern. Got like a deeper sound to them. And- yeah, yeah, and they're a lot more resonant. But uh, yeah, like when it comes to like drum heads, you know, you play whatever, but. Uh, preferably Remo, you know, over Evans, like for me. And then when it comes to cymbals, mainly was always playing Zildjian cymbals. I think they kind of were too, but... Uh, I'm a Zildjian fan. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's like Zildjian, Pasty, and what else is there? My, uh, Sabian. Sabian, Sabian. That's well, I think cymbals are where you go in and you find the one that sounds that's the way you like it. And then, of course, it's the highest-priced one, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Plus, isn't it true, though? You could take three symbols that are the exact symbol, oh, yeah. labeled everything, but you got to actually hit that son yep. of a bitch, right? I, I did yeah. that. Actually, yeah. I used to... I was getting, uh, like, 20-inch A-custom Zildjians, <clears throat> and I had two at the same time. They don't sound anything alike. Right. They're the exact same symbol, but... They're not. And a lot of them are handcrafted and stuff like that. So there's not. it's not as if they, you can pound them out and get them exactly the same every time. I don't time. think you yep. could. Yeah, so that, each one is individual. So, And it's it's really the weight, like the difference in grams. Like there's this one, uh, some drum shops, more serious ones, or like there's this one, I think it's like the Memphis drum shop. or uh, Anyway, um, they'll like on their website, they have the weight of the symbol listed. So it's like this crash symbol's. 1551 grams and you know it gives you an idea of maybe what it's gonna well i guess you gotta like like learn what that means yeah, if, right, so, right. And so then you could like attribute that to to some kind of like sound in your head you know yeah, a certain tone you're looking for you can chop by weight yeah 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 rather than just the, the size or it's nice to sound series. good but it still doesn't make you who you are you know what i mean you could say say like not even getting off of drums take like uh keith richards Right. Just example, hypothetical. You could probably give him any guitar that is stay in tune in any amp, and you'll be able to tell it's him. Yeah, it still sounds like Keith right. Richards. Right. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, the nice. <laughs> but you're, I, I totally agree with you. Like a musician is a great musician is great because you can tell him just by hearing his playing. I mean, you don't right. you don't have to know it's him or whatever. You yes. just know who he sounds like. And and drums is tough, you know. Uh, for me, the one drummer always in my mind besides Bonham who who has such a distinct sound was Alex Van Halen. 
Yes. Alex Van Halen Overshadowed sounds. Overshadowed under. Yeah, and sounds like Alex Van Halen. Like, there's Absolutely. when you would hear Van Halen tunes, you didn't even have to hear a lot of the stuff. As soon as them drums would start playing, you're like, that's Van Halen. Yep. That's that's who that is, you know? Yeah, it's like. Uh, I agree. I think Dave Grohl was talking about this, and he was like, what uh, really makes a great drummer is like, the, basically their sound and character as a drummer. It's like when, like, Ringo Starr, it's like. He's never done anything crazy no. like his playing, but when a record comes on, you know it's him yeah. right away. You know, like you just you know it's him because he just has that characteristic to him. Sounds so, like same Ringo. with like Dave Grohl and like all those guys. You just know it's them, yeah. and that's what almost makes them so great. The greatest ones yeah. are the ones that you could, you could always tell Neil Pert when it's it's a rush time. You always hear Danny Carey's another one. Danny yep. Carey sounds like yeah. Tool sounds a lot like Tool because of that dude. Yes. Yeah. You know, like that's he that's, reminded me of Neil Pert just the way he's yeah effortless. He's he would be my favorite drummer out right. Like if I had to say who's mine right now. Right. right. Now that Pert died because he was my favorite at the, at the time. It oh, be, that was it, weird when Pert died. It's like, you know, I hear, like, Dio, I love Dio. And, yeah, you know, And you just hear about guys like that going down. When Pert went down, I was like, it just hit me differently. Yeah, and then not long after that, you Eddie know? Van Halen died. The same year, I was yeah. like, you got to be kidding me, man. Yeah, like, like that, Eddie, like two that, of my like favorites. I'm saying, that was like, you know, it's like, but it was weird when Pert died. I don't know why. Yeah. Because I practiced him so much and tried to emulate him. Well, as a drummer, like, I would think, I mean, that was the guy for, it like I a, mean. It was like a week rather than a day. Yeah, <laughs> it know? took a while to get over yeah. that. I think even me, I don't even play drums. I hate, I, I that that was that was some of the worst news, man. Like I said, that and then Eddie Van Halen that year, that was the worst year. It was the worst year for losing <laughs> musicians, man. Yeah. And he's just 20s. such a such a nice guy too, Neil Peart. You know, he's just quiet and like very intellectual nice and, and humble. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, man. He was very unique. And as ta- far as Taylor Hawkins just passed away, Foo Fighters drummer, just that's, like out of nowhere. That's, you know? that, that was, was a, that's a pretty big one. Atlanta yeah. Morissette's drummer. Yeah, same. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that was beca- uh, the big thing with the Foo Fighters too is as far as like the rock mega band. They were like the last of the, the that kind of thing, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, like there's no more Led Zeppelins. There's no more. There's just not like those bands that are just beyond huge like that. I mean, Metallica is huge, but yeah. Metallica is not the same. Like the you know they're there's they're riding into the sunset now. You know they're starting to. No, that's where it used to say that. I say that about like the Black Crows. Yeah. We're like really like the last really classic rock band. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. Know, like what you're saying. Yeah, you know, like there's just not a lot of you know. It's and it's hard, dude. It's it's hard to become that now because for one, with the internet and everything, there's so many fucking bands. For oh, one, I mean, there's just so much. It's flooded with stuff. It's oversaturated. It's, it exactly. Like a, perfect. They should do it like. You know, like cars, you have to have a license. And <laughs> <laughs> you can't just become a band. You gotta. Did you go through the class? <laughs> it, it is interesting how the industry's changed. You know, over the past twenty years alone, just because of the internet and technology and everything. It's crazy. And there's so many bands, and bands flare up, and then they're just easily forgotten about. Like, yeah. nope. It's like, like it's, I think it's about hard to make a big impact now. Yeah. Flavor of the month. Um, to become legendary, you know. I well, the know. radio doesn't have the radio doesn't have the influence either that it used to have. So, so you know, they would tell you basically, this is what you're going to be listening to. Right. For the it was brainwashing. Kind of, it was right. It. Yeah, and and without yeah, right, right, they don't have that influence anymore. We now have the yes. power. 
everything's you know, independent now. Yeah, and, you know, that's yeah. better. I I, I kind of think it is. But I do kind of like the idea of having the Led Zeppelins. I do like the Black Sabbath. I think that's also cool. Like, oh, like, definitely. Like, you know, like the, the, there was these bands back then that did it. They were the ones. There wasn't right, but a that million. Was, that was also a different time to where you only had, you know, 10 bands. Yeah. And then, you know, the early 70s, and that was just, you know, a lot of good bands. And then it started getting more bands, and then, and then it turned into the radio controlling because there were so many to pick and choose from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So real quick, I, I, one thing I want to go back to a, a little bit here is, because one thing when I was setting up this interview in my head that I kind of wanted to hear about was, like, when everything was, like, the younger years. You know what I mean? Back when you guys were young, you're still younger, you know, and things are, things are, the, it's the newer phase of the whole entire part of this where you guys are learning the drums and you guys are learning music and, and, what was that all like? I mean, three drummers in a household, and you got at the time was it was that like that at one time? Was there three drummers, or or were how was that? What was that I like? Think not really heavily. I don't think we weren't like all three really playing all at the same time. It was usually like maybe two, you know, either like you know me and Ken, and then you know, and then Wes and Ken, and it really wasn't all three of us at the same time for a long period you know, of time, but, um, a couple, a couple things, this, this is, I started to talk about earlier, but this is, I was younger playing on Fur Avenue, you know, I was still wasn't even in a band yet, I was just trying to, you know, playing some Michael Jackson, whatever, you know what I mean, people would walk by my house, I played upstairs in the attic. And they can hear you playing. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I was at, all right, and one of my friends come, you know, running up, stairs one day and it's like the cops are out front so i you know stop playing and i go look out my window and my neighbor old west virginia dude cool as fuck dude he's out there he's in the cop's face you leave that you don't mess with that boy he plays in drums he stops when he's supposed to <laughs> i mean it's just awesome you know yeah neighbor, yeah, yeah right, you know right. I mean? sticking up for you tell yeah you. yeah i didn't even have to go down there you know what i mean they left <laughs> You go back to playing the drums. <laughs> they left. And then, like I said, in a similar thing, you know what I mean? When when Kenny played, he played, and we lived on West 98th, and he was playing in the basement. That's where we had it set up. So you could hear the drums. And my ex-wife, like I said, we're, we love each other. We're just not in love anymore. 30 years, 29 of them good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, she's talking on the phone. It's like 90, 92, maybe, you know what I mean? We had a cordless phone, and she's opening the door to the basement telling him to stop playing so she could talk on the phone. And I'm like, Deb, you're on a cordless phone. Go upstairs. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Don't, don't make him stop playing. Yeah. You don't do that. You know what I mean? You just, you just don't do that. And, or she'd want to... You know, another time later, you know what I mean? He's like getting in trouble in school. Who don't? You know what I mean? It's yeah. pretty high percentage. <laughs> so, so with these, so when your kids are doing this and they're playing the drums and stuff, and you're encouraging the hell out of this, right? Because oh, yes, absolutely. So, I, I, like, what are you thinking, like, while you're watching the progressions of these guys? So, like, you know, these guys are progressing before your eyes, doing stuff that you kind of already, you know, you've already gone through this road. You're watching them now do it. But you're 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 kind of watching them, some ways surpass you even in a oh, way absolutely. you know where they're absolutely. they're doing things that you're even like shit. I didn't it's like here they come, yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh. What? So how you? What do you think now? Like, like so now you know. I, I know I'm older. I got my kids. I got grandkids. I got all that stuff. And I look back on things and stuff. How you feel now? Like, what do you, would you tell these guys? Like, I'm like, hey, you know what, you fuckers? Like, guys. Uh, they're. You know. I mean, I'm. I. You know, I tell. I've said it forever. You know what I mean? I'm just. I'm really blessed to have. You know, both of my kids to play drums the way that they do, and and not just that, but be who they are. You know what I mean? And I always tried to tell them, you know what I mean? You play, you know what I mean? Play for you. Don't don't be expecting something because it's not more like guaranteed. It's, there's it's nothing not going to be there. Yeah, and I, I from talking to Kenny a few times, I talked to him. He's a kick ass guy. Yes. Just aside from his drum playing, is super cool. And the little I've met, no, this guy here, he's a super cool dude. Similar, he won't even talk unless you talk to him. Yeah, but I, yeah, <laughs> but it's very, both intellectual guys, smart as hell. I mean, that's just like your opinion, man. It is my opinion, <laughs> but my opinion is golden. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, like, like, like you know, from your standpoint, I mean, when you're back there in, in the Mystic days and you're in Germany and stuff, to you know, you had no idea that you were about to. Have, Produce two kids that are gonna fucking just fucking tear it up on them yeah. drums. You know what I mean? And now here you are looking back. It's got to be pretty awesome. Yeah, it's got to be, man. Yeah, I think I don't know why Kenny was just around it, and you know when the time that he was born, he was just you know I mean Deb, like I said, my ex. I mean she, you know she was she was a, she was a band girl. She liked live music, so that's you know that's a bonus. You know what I mean? I mean she was coming to see the band. You know, he was in the womb, you know. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I just wondered, you know, was he feeling that? (laughs) (laughs) Dad's bass drum? Because he didn't have to, I don't think he didn't have to work at it as hard as Wes and myself. So, well, that that happens, right? I mean, there's some people that. He's just more of a natural, and that's, that's, believe me, I'm, you know, ecstatic about it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because he uh, technically started when. He was two or something like that. And it was it was just always available and I could go play anytime. <clears throat> and I was just always like like magnetic, like drawn to it. Yeah, you yeah, finally you met know? one of my friends that wasn't a drummer. He's like, You don't play drums? Why? <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with you? Yeah, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> and what time and at what time did you decide to pick up the bass too? I mean, did we talk about that before? But I kinda I, uh I was I was probably about fourteen. Uh, Mudvayne had came out with their LD fifty album. I think that was their debut, and I just remember the bass being like so I prominent. Like, and everything. Holy shit, that's awesome playing! And I was also had been listening to Primus for a time before prior to that, and then there was Flea from the Chili Peppers, so uh, that was all very influential. So. I was, the like, I was like, I want to try that. And he got a couple lessons from who? Joe Kilcorn. Kilcorn. <laughs> and the bass can be kind of percussive too, right? I mean, when you're playing that bass, it, it has a lot of percussive Very. qualities. And I played, I played with the fingers, and that was one thing that felt natural was just, just plucking banging and on the strings bang. like it was a drum, you know? <laughs> did you take to the bass like you did the drums, though, where it became obsessive in a way where you were, no? So, yeah. so it was always the side thing. It was always the thing. It was, that, it was, it was fun to do, and it kind of came a little easier because i had played uh, acoustic guitar when i was like 10 and did a couple of lessons and just learned some basic stuff so then applying to that to the bass i think the basic it was easier because i didn't have to play chords and you know it was 
just one at a time. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's a lot different. Do you guys ever write music? Like, is, what about that? I mean, I mean, anymore. Uh, you guys ever like do a song together? Like, like, did you ever even consider that? Like, to me, we I have would, never played in a band together with any like, of us. Never, mm-hmm. never even thought about it or talked my, about it or what? I mean, come like, on. like, like, Dad's band and my band played on the same show together. But we've we've all never played in the we same. We set up two drum kits and kind of go back and forth a little bit. Uh, that but, was pretty cool. Yeah, but why, why not? Why not try? I mean, why not do something? I why not about doing it like three way? But you know, I don't know. I'm, a three three drums on the stage and like doing yeah. like a percussive type thing. Like, yeah, just kind of like you I know, kinda, 15, 20 minutes. Nothing be cool. I, I kind of got this idea that I've been throwing around here and there, and we've talked about possibly doing something like that. I, I want to try. Uh, doing a recording with like multiple drummers on a track and and just to see how it would come out. So I think that would be a good time to get the three of us on something together. Hell brothers. yeah! Hell yeah! You know? And when that happens, let us know. We'll bring our cameras down there. <laughs> well, we'll be all part of that, man. The Easterlies do. We need to. That get would a- be cool to do too. I've never rec- record like I've never had video of any recording sessions that I've ever done, and I wish I. I wish I did. Well, it's not. Why not? I just, see like videos of people recording in the studio, you know, and I'm like, ah, man, I have pictures, but no video, you know, to look back on. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great. I think that's actually when you see that thing that's happening now, where a lot of the bands when they're recording their albums, they have a they have cameras in there and they're documenting and recording everything, and then they can go yeah. back and. It's always interesting watching bands record their their albums and stuff. I always think yes. you know it's Getting a lot that of fun. Insight. Yeah, you do. Scenes look, and I, I don't think you ever really get to see the real people in a side of band until you watch those videos when you're watching them record music with each other and Absolutely. all that stuff. Sometimes it, it can ruin it. Sometimes it can ruin it for you too. Yeah, kind of <laughs> can. You don't like them anymore. You're like, ah, man, that guy's an asshole. Yeah, what Fuck a- that guy. <laughs> so good. <laughs> exactly. You loved him until you watched that and then you're like, yeah, what a Fuck dick. It, he ain't that good. <laughs> yeah. Anything you guys, uh, any bands right now or concerts coming up that you guys are looking to, to uh, check out or anything, anything, Coming up in here, that Wesley next Sunday. <laughs> were you were you asking like anything we were going yeah, to? Yeah, you like guys, any concerts coming up you're excited about? You got tickets yeah. for or anything? Hey, you know what? I'd like to also throw out there that my mom is a singer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and let's talk about that. And, okay. And we go we go watch her now. What is she? Who's she singing for? <laughs> By herself or herself or is she? Uh, uh, she's in a, she's in a band called uh, uh, Soundcheck, and it's just like you know seventy. She she actually sounds like Stevie Nicks. Oh really? You know, really I mean, good. she does Stevie Nicks. She's like, really, really good. like fucking good. But I mean, they'll do heart, and it's like seventies, you know, cop, copy cover stuff. Man, dude, cool. we just got to get you to learn like the guitar. Dad plays drums, bass, guitar. Mom sings. <laughs> fucking, you're the Partridge Family. <laughs> right yeah. Bring in the hippie Cha ching. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, guys, I think that's it, man. All right. Awesome time. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, Thanks for coming down, man. Yeah. This was a, this was this was cool. This was a great idea, man. Yes, yeah. I think this is going to come out really good. I hope so. Cool. I hope we gave you enough information on how to find the guys and all that because I can't remember everything we just talked about. <laughs> There's so much stuff going on, but this was really cool. Um, Easterlies, check them check them out when you can. Um, Ola Mesa. Yeah, Ola Mesa and and Sister Sandy. Is that what you said it was? Yeah, yeah. So so. When you see them pop up, go check out Wes. Mm-hmm. I don't know who you're in now or what. You're doing so much stuff, dude. I, I can't. I, even. I actually kind of moved on to audio engineering. 
Oh. Um, you haven't been playing? In- and we got this thing called Live from the Warehouse. Most drummers do. And <laughs> Eventually. And so we're doing we're doing like live streaming for artists as like a you know another outlet, and that's and over there with the Signal Flow guys, and you got yep. the all that those guys are all part of that also. Yes. Mondo Pino is is part of that. Yep, he's doing the video with uh, Sean Long. Cool, cool man, cool. They're doing How, one uh, tonight. Yeah, every Saturday night usually, right? Uh, or every we, other. We try to. It's just getting off the ground right now, but. Um, that's that's mainly what I'm into right now. Nothing band wise. Yeah, just taking a break from that and, and getting this thing taken off. This thing could be cool, man. That, that life in the I have, I, I'm kind of having fun with that, you know, being behind the curtain and yeah, doing running doing running the, the doing show, the knob turning rather than being an entertainer, you know. Yeah, it's kind of nice, huh? You're still you're still producing something. It's just, yes, it's just still involved in music, just behind the scenes, I guess. And uh, pops, man, maybe we will get you back here with the guys from Purgatory one of these yes. days if you can. Maybe we can I, I think that's a good. I think that's a good Ooh. possibility. That would be sweet. That would yes, be sweet. I, and I definitely, I you know, would love to get a hold of Bill and try to get him. Heck yeah, man! To come in and you know do us do a session with y'all. Cool. All right, guys, that's it for us. Right on. We're out. Peace. Have a good one.